five, four, three, two, one. I'm John Miglosh for the Wisconsin DMA and the International Society for Strategic Marketing. I'm going to do an article today. I've been promising. It's been in my it's in my in my descriptions for a couple of weeks now, I think, and I've been wanting to get at it. But for those of you who are only worried about direct mail, this this show won't be very much for you. This is actually more of a focus on field sales. Because uh, when I got started in direct mail, I had come from a uh, straight commission sales background. And um, and what we did in a number of companies is we took uh, direct mail and supplemented the field sales force because, um, you know, the average field sales, sales force had, let's say, a thousand companies in their sales territory that they could call on. And, um, you know. The average salesperson can call on about two a day max uh, if you're doing a lot of the run legwork for you and you got about 200 days a year. And so they um, they tended to sort out those sales calls on a convenience basis. So if they were like me, they would make calls on the way to my grandma's house for some cherry pie for lunch or on the way home. Uh, at about three o'clock in the afternoon on Fridays, I, I was probably a lot worse than that. But point is that salesmen don't. Well, we did for the electrical distributor industry. We did actually did some formal surveys and um, for manufacturers to find out if the sales call had any correlation to the sales amount that a customer might spend. And we found that it had like zero. That little tiny companies on the way home got as many or more sales calls as the biggest account in the territory. So uh, the direct mail was part of an overall structure of tailoring the sales effort to the sales uh the sales revenue potential and uh, we won't go into all that today but I do want to just um, I want to give you something to think about if you have a field sales force um, and I understand that'll probably be a minority of my viewers but that's that was really where I started my pioneering work and so first off let's for something a little interesting um, this cartoon says it's an exciting new synthesis of the classical sales approach and the miracle of direct mail. So what they're doing is they're mailing a three-dimensional package to the prospect, and uh, that will probably get through the gatekeeper because it's a big box, it's too heavy to lift, probably is on a wheelie cart, and then out pops the sales force. A way to get through the message machine and all the other gatekeepers and I thought that was kind of clever so now let's go talk about about field sales uh, revenue should always be the responsibility of operations never sales and and I you know Justin is is a kind of a flamboyant guy and I enjoy his work um, Justin wrote this book it's called The Machine, and it it's a fascinating book. The, the main premise is that salespeople are people people, and they like to go out and talk to people. 
But most of their job has devolved into customer service. So they're at their desk all day long trying to solve the problems that someone else in the company should solve but doesn't take responsibility for. And also um, trying to dig up new leads and trying to make appointments, making endless sales calls or phone calls or whatever, emails and, you know, doing all this sort of bookkeeping work. And so, Justin, basically, this the machine is about how to take your best salespeople and give them calls to make and take that two a day that I mentioned up to four a day, four a day, five ta- days a week, have them always out making calls, never in the office. And you really have to read this article with this with this conceptual framework in mind that the salespeople like making sales that the salespeople like talking to people right that's what they'd like to do but a lot of times you know and I worked for a company that did this you know did this salesforce management stuff and lead qualification lead generation and all that back in the 80s and when we we tried to hire our own salespeople they put them through almost endless psychological tests and interviews. And I explained to, to the owner, Vic Hunter, who taught me a lot and did uh, and built a really good business. Um, but I, I said, you know, the best salespeople don't like a lot of the bureaucracy. You need to keep it simple. And I think your hiring method may actually weed out the people who would be the best for the position. Something to think about, too. Anyway, so if you'd make revenue the responsibility of your sales department, you will handicap the growth of your organization. Operations should be responsible for revenue and your sales department should focus exclusively on new business. There's a radical idea. More than 70% of your revenue in any given year comes from existing customers. 70% is yours to lose. Repeat business. You just need to do a good job of processing them. Okay, and the number three, top three reasons why people leave is poor on-time delivery, uncompetitive pricing, and poor product performance. Your sales department can't directly influence any of these, so it makes no sense for revenue to be its responsibility. Really interesting idea, isn't it? It also reinforces this idea that get them out on the road, get them out. Not if if you make them the responsibility of the maintenance orders then they will devolve into staying in the office and sitting at their desk, which is, you know, if that's all you've got is inside-outside sales, then it may be okay. Anyway, so what you want is you want them out winning business that is currently being awarded to your competitors, new customers and transactions from new product categories. Does that make sense? Salespeople won't like this. They will argue that, that the business... Basically, the entire lifeblood of your company is based on their personal relationships that they have with individuals and your customers' businesses, which is also a big mistake if you've let that happen. And that's why lead generation, lead qualification is so important because then you can really evaluate your sales force ability to close, to get the business. You know, I've worked in a number of organizations where the sales force basically thought that the customer was theirs and that the company was lucky to have the sales force in the middle of things. 
when in reality it's the customer is the is the property of the company furthermore if your sales force is too focused on personal relationships you know it was like well what happens so you you come you come in from acme chemical and you say well we can't you know i, I don't have the business anymore because why and the sales manager says why not he says well they changed the purchasing agent and i don't even know that guy and the sales manager will rightly say well that's our biggest account get out there and get to know him find out what he is interested in you know see what makes him tick see what he's going to change see what he see what he likes about our business maybe he doesn't like anything and if he doesn't then you better figure out how to change what we're doing anyway so the relationship is between a corporation and a corporation and and it can't be run on this little thread between your field sales and the buyer at the company and in fact you want to get multi connections and that's where the telemarketing and lead generation make a lot of sense where you can and maybe it doesn't anymore because nobody answers their phone but you can still mail and you can even still mail if they're working from home if you have something valuable to mail and I've told you that story and we want to get the we want to get the specifics on that so uh, the the truth is is that the sales force is currently performing a large number of critical customer service tasks and if they realize they realize that if they were suddenly to switch their focus elsewhere nobody would be paying attention to the customer at all most likely so you have two choices. You can fortify your customer service and engineering teams before refocusing your salespeople on growth, or you can convert your existing salespeople into customer service specialists and build a whole new sales department from scratch. We typically do the latter, it says, at, at Ballistics. Okay? One of the, and one of the best things about this article is it says there's two types of revenue. And basically, to simplify the article, which again is available at WDMA.org in the show notes if you subscribe. And I didn't put a QR code in here, but I did yesterday. But it's WDMA.org slash join, J-O-I-N. Take it right there, right to you. You need to keep track of sales differently. You need to split existing customers and new customers and we've done that for years in direct mail marketing because we can match back orders to our existing database of customers and we can decide whether that's a new customer or that's an old customer and that is a crucial piece of business it's a crucial differentiation but you should also do it with your sales force okay so customers you can think of as a revenue stream especially if you have a good solid repeat business right which is most direct mail uh, businesses are built on those kinds of products that are repeat orders okay so when a customer joins you there's a lifetime value expectation Justin calls it a future stream of patient of payments or an annuity eh, that's a little callous <laughs> but the idea is that the customer will be worth more over time because of repeat business than they will be because of uh, that initial order and you know this may be why my focus has always been you know I say you know sell good quality stuff get it there on time you know get a, a good value on time delivery whatever on time means is the heart and soul of most catalog companies 
you know, and all this personalization and all the rest of this stuff that you hear day after day after day after day after day is mostly lies. Because, first of all, you don't know me. You don't really know what makes me tick. And you can't predict, no matter what you know, you can't predict what I'll do next because I can't predict what I'll do next. That's from my book, Spinning Strong to Gold, available on Amazon and a lot of other places. Okay, so you've got this future stream of annuity payments, and sales should be, should be responsible for the value of the annuities that they win. Now, if you must pay the new business dollars, if you must pay salespeople a commission, and he doesn't recommend it, then it should be a small percentage of the new business dollars and 0% of the long-term revenue. Okay, that's his opinion. Okay, break out your new business dollars and your gross signal. Otherwise, your gross signal, unless you break it out, your gross signal will be lost in the noise. Very, very interesting article. If you have a field sales force, I'd love to talk to you more about it. Have a great day. Like and share. Your friends will know you're smart. Bye-bye.